welcome to the March 12th edition of One Nation Radio. I am your host, Rich Latta, of course, here with my co-host, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Not too much, man. Not too much. Uh, just got off of, I think, you know, the last hour of SmackDown was really damn good. Um, but uh, Raw, no. <laughs> no. Uh, and uh, the pay per view. Yeah, what did you think of the pay per view? I thought pay per view. I think the um, what is there like four matches on it that would say are really good. Like I think the um the pre show match. I know it doesn't count, but the pre show match was a good tag match. The um, the raw three men or the, the raw uh three team tag. I thought that was a good match. It only went ten minutes. I thought the U.S. four way. I thought that that match was awesome. I thought that the Daniel Bryan, um, Kevin Owens, Mustafa Ali match was awesome. Uh, and I thought the main event, um, it started out, it started out real slow, but once it picked up, it got there. Um, so um, for me, I, I, it's a, I give it a solid thumbs up. Yeah, they had a lot going on. Um, if you want a full review from my thoughts, did a show with Jeremy uh, about 45 minutes or whatever. Uh, you guys can go check it out over on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Show us some love over on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash One Nation Radio. Uh, lots of good stuff over there for you guys. But we're going to get to it. Monday Night Raw, uh, what city were they in? I missed out like at the very beginning. Okay, so uh, they're in Pittsburgh. They were in Pittsburgh. That's right. So yes, that's how you, you should have noticed Pittsburgh by the crowd reaction. Correct. Um, so uh, WWE Raw Pittsburgh, not Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So um, the Shield was out first. You know, got to sell that inventory. They had those new shirts on. Uh, Look kind of hard, by the way. Uh, the fans were screaming like the Beatles reunited. Reigns came out. And um, he got on the mic. He said over these past few months, he's come to realize life is short. Nothing's guaranteed. If last night was it, he has no regrets and he has no regrets doing what he loved, what people that he love. And the shield has never let him down. So um, Roman Reigns with the terrible memory there, uh, standing next to a man that literally hit him in the back with a chair. Yes. Uh, Roman bigger than me. Um, he said, we're on the road to WrestleMania. If there are three men that need to handle business, it's them. He said he hasn't wrestled in five months on Raw, and he wanted to correct that. He said Ambrose has some business, too. He doesn't know what it is. Uh, and I don't think Am- – he didn't know – he didn't think Ambrose knew what it was either, but good luck. But the man with real business is Rollins. How many years you've been chasing the dream? Uh, some Slate of Beast chance started. Rain says that's what Rollins is going to do. He said Rollins is the main event. Real quick, real quick, before we move on to the Rollins part. Okay, uh, so I think what Roman is, I think when Roman said he never disappointed is because, like, it's fake. So, like, it don't really, that was all part of the storyline. So, like, in real, you know, because this is a fake fucking TV show, like, he's, they never really let, I think that's what it is. Like, Ron has fucked up everything. We gotcha. don't know what so people I, I'm actually, not sure. like, it's... shooting. Or... Yeah. Cause... Yeah, we'll never know when people are shooting or working from here on out now because, it's you know, it's fake. Right. right. You know, it, it, like like Triple H, we'll get to him later. But, you know, um, said Rollins, the main event, he's going to take the universal title and everyone's going to chant, burn it down. Rollins hugged both guys and they did the fist. Apparently, Dean nor Seth had anything to say at that point, even though it was a shield address. So <laughs> uh, Roman and Dean <laughs> walked up the ramp. 
Uh, and then all of a sudden, Seth Rollins got the mic. He talked. He said, last night, the Shield burned it down. Paul Heyman came out before he could really get anything else out and said, ladies and gentlemen, his name is Paul Heyman. Uh, he's an advocate for Brock Lesnar. You already know what it is. Heyman calls it the main event of WrestleMania, so I don't know how many main events there are, James, but uh, it, it sounded real singular to me, and it's being that singular uh, thing is being applied to multiple feuds, so we're going to see what it is. Uh, Rollins ran through the guys that Lesnar's beat. Heyman said, uh, thanks for doing his shtick. And then Rollins said, Brock Lesnar had a real tough time with Daniel Bryan. Uh, you know, he got pushed to his limb by AJ Styles, and he was this close to being beaten by Finn Balor. All those guys are incredible, but only one guy is suited to beat him, and that's Seth freaking Rollins. Three weeks, that's all you got, so run your mouth. He said he's going to take the belt off your beast and bring it back to Raw every single week. More slated beast chance. Heyman said, nah, bro, there will be no slaying of the beast. You keep saying names, but that's not a story. Brock had no time to prepare for those opponents, uh, and there's no booing when Heyman gets the mic which I don't know what Paul been listening to all these years. But <laughs> uh, so Heyman talked about all the late substitutions for the matches that Rollins had and told the details, uh, the company that, you know, I don't, it, it was so funny that Heyman had to describe all the details when this company is known for omitting details all the time. Uh, they just jerked themselves off for over 1 billion followers um, <laughs> for, for their social media accounts by adding up all the wrestlers, individual accounts. And then if you just think about how stupid that is, if you're one person and you follow a bunch of different wrestlers, how many times are you getting counted? Like, <laughs> so um, after that, then uh, Heyman said that, you know, Brock's prepared for you. There's a difference. You think you know Brock Lesnar, but you don't. And then all of a sudden, Shelton Benjamin shows up, and he mauls Seth Rollins with some German suplexes. What brand split? And I was, uh, you know, just puzzled. I'm like, wow, like, are we really supposed to be hype over uh, Brock Lesnar's developmental tag team partner? Like, this is what we're, we're supposed to be doing, James? That was literally 20 years ago. Yeah, you know, twists and turns on the road to WrestleMania, you know? Yeah. Um, so we got Shelton Benjamin versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Heyman, he denied bringing Shelton over. Said Benjamin was a coach and trainer of Brock's. It started with some chain wrestling rather than scrapping it out. You know, anytime I get jumped, I just want to apply headlocks to dudes. So they did an opening sequence of a match. Heyman then later said he paid Shelton to come over, making somewhat sense of this, you know, brand split. Said a man, you know, a man will do what he has to for a buck. Essentially, uh, Benjamin at this point, he's just good enough of a wrestler to do a TV match uh, in a spot now. It is not 2005 anymore. Uh, Sean Benjamin was on our fired list, James, if you remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. But you got to keep in mind, like, a lot of most of the roster was getting fired in that, on that uh, situation, so. Yeah, so the match went on too long for me. I thought Rollins should have, like, not been taking the amount of offense that Benjamin got in. Rollins should have been going over in dominant highlight real fashion. I just chalked that up to wait, him. Wait, wait. wait, but he got his ass beat to start the match. So? Like, he German suplexed him over and over and over and over to start the match. And then they had a long-ass commercial break where he got to recover. Mm. Wait, did they come back one minute when he was in a chin lock, or what did they come back doing? They, they came back and then rang the bell. So, okay, I take it as he got jumped, he got his ass whooped, so he's still like working, he's still shaking off the cobwebs or whatever in the middle of the match. Like that's the reason why they even did the beat. Otherwise, you know, in theory, he could just, you know, back kick, 
you know, back kick, uh, hit the ropes, uh, uh, curb stomp, whatever they call it these days. Yeah, I, I just chalk it like up to them. I just chalk it up to them having to fill TV time. Uh, rounds end up getting the stomp well, for the well, win. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but I, but I, I think is like I feel like they told enough story to explain how that match went that long because he beat the hell out of him starting the match before the match even started. Mm. Um, they announced Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin tonight. You know what, Rich? You know what, Rich? You're too negative. <laughs> You're too negative. What? Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin got announced for tonight. Yay. Um, <laughs> after that, uh, Finn Balor, he is, his music hit as Rollins was celebrating. So I, I wrote in my notes while Rollins got an elevation, Balor got his old spot with the icy belt. Uh, that was short-lived, apparently. So <laughs> Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley, Intercontinental title rematch. I thought this was passe, James. Um, they... They started the match. Bobby Lashley quickly put him into a hold. I wrote in my notes, where is Leo Rush? I don't need to see Lashley if Leo ain't involved with it. They had a back and forth match. Leo Rush, then he started ringing the bell out there. He had a hood on. Couldn't really tell it was him. Um, and then he was like, hold on. I, I see that small human over there. That's There's only one guy that could be. <laughs> um, then, <laughs> then Balor got distracted like a damn dumbass. He got speared out of the air, and he lost the championship, and he should be fired for stupidity. Uh, he won the belt by beating the manager. He got healthy scratched off the pay-per-view, then dropped the belt immediately. So, what What was this, James? <laughs> it, I mean, the best way you can explain it is, like, now that Roman's back, like, Finn Balor goes back to being, like, the fourth baby face on the brand. So... Like, fuck that, fuck that uh, match you had with Brock Lesnar. Like, forget that. Like, it's time to beat the hell out of you every chance we get, even when this motherfucker that like is sorry and no one wants to ever see it on their television screen. So, yeah, it, you know, whatever. Congratulations. Like now, Bobby Lashley is a two-time Intercontinental Champion. So, Wonderful. Um, I- I've heard people like, say, yeah, this is going to set up for him to come back as the demon. That just makes him even more, make it even more stupid, and he should be even fired uh, for for even more because he didn't show up to the Royal Rumble wearing that damn thing. Or at WrestleMania for IC title last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he showed up at he showed up as a demon for for Baron Corbin at SummerSlam. Right. Speaking of Baron Corbin, he was up next. He had an interview with Charlie. Charlie brought up his old comments again, and they showed Corbin holding the universal title in the highlight video, and I forgot that ever happened. My eyes started twitching, my stomach tightened up, and I was just sick looking at it. Corbin owned up to his comments. Uh, He said, you can't tell me that disease didn't take its toll. No way is 100%. I'm going to expose him. Corbin said he carried raw, and he's going to house train the big dog. So he's trying to get clever with his lines there. Ronda walked in. Ronda where? Off a fucking cliff? (laughs) Carry Raw to record low ratings. Um, so Rhonda walked in and she had a look on her face like she saw somebody behind me. And um, she came out. Some fans were cheering for her. They ran a video package while Rhonda's uh, double screened in the ring looking around. Then they full screened it. Rhonda basically uh, went to a promo that went a little something like this. I'm not even going to try to, um, you know, like she was talking so fast I couldn't catch it all in real time. So let's take a listen. You think I give a damn about what any of you bandwagon think? You think I was going to forget you all chanting you deserve it after I've been beaten with a stick? No 
wonder Becky's your hero. She's a hero you deserve. She's a coward, just like all of you. Every single one of you booing me, you would cower in front of me if you couldn't hide in a crowd behind the safety of a barrier. But for Charlotte and Becky, there is no barrier. This may be your church, but there is no sanctuary for you here. I've come to desecrate your place of worship. I'm going to embarrass and humiliate both Charlotte and Becky on the grandest stage of them all. That's why I got Charlotte disqualified last night. I need to make 100% sure I can embarrass, I can expose Charlotte and Becky and the WWE as the carny con artists they always have been. I'm walking through Becky, and I'm walking through Charlotte, and I'm walking out of WrestleMania, still Raw Women's Champion. No one can stop me. In fact, the WWE has my permission to make this into a handicap match. Me against the two of them. I'd be embarrassed if I even broke a sweat. Becky is a joke. Charlotte is a joke. And anyone who believes in this whole charade is a joke. Hard words from a hard woman. So, <laughs> um, yeah, she she had uh, some good energy and kind of swag about her uh, while she was cutting the promo. Uh, she had this like you know complicated like church you know kind of analogy that she uh, threw down some church lingo or whatever. Hamanism. Um, yeah. Um, if, if Paul Heyman's behind all this shit, and we haven't really talked about any of this, you know, the business is fake shit. Like if Paul Heyman's behind this, then Paul Heyman has lost it. Everybody like. <laughs> Well, uh, I was uh, the wording is comes off as as him because you know he loves to talk like in biblical terms and like some real uh, flowery language as far as like things being like uh, you know how Vince like things about things being like like martyrs and and damnation and stuff like so yeah and I, I, yeah so um, but yeah. I also thought I thought that was Heyman's work or touch on that, as well as the Heyman stuff with with Seth, which I thought was kind of like ingenious of trying to make all these things like Seth ain't just an afterthought. He actually does have a chance because like it makes you question like is it the fact that it's been last minute replacements or has it been like Brock's Brock is older and his and his you know his weakness right now is faster guys, especially if you think about like in terms of like the stuff that Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are saying, like, uh, or, or Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are saying in like the lead up to that AJ Styles match mm-hmm. at Survivor Series back then. And my like, look, I'm quicker than you. Like, I can stick and move, and you know, time goes by, you're gonna gas out that sort of thing. Like, there's all there's all that storytelling at play, and I thought they went with a nice touch with that. Now, the rest of this shit that Heyman seems to have his hands on, besides this one so far. Uh, but I, I did enjoy that one, and I did enjoy this promo. I thought this was, uh, I want to say this is Ronda's best promo, uh, but it's one of the top two or three. Yeah, I think I think you liked that one way more than me. Like, she was still, like, talking a little bit fast for my taste, and I don't know, it was just, well, she's a heel now, so, <laughs> so we're going to give her these boos. But um, uh, Dana Brooke came out. Uh, she says she ain't going to let Rhonda, yes, the protector of the business, Dana Brooke, that is. Uh, she's not going to let Rhonda disrespect the business uh, in the women's locker room. And she says she had nothing to lose, James. Uh, I wrote in my notes, she's about to get sacrificed. 
She says she fights each week for the time of day, and she doesn't get a match. She might not be on TV, and she's not a household name, but all she wants is a chance. Fans were in the background screaming, who are you? Um, she came through after and said, it's the night after a pay-per-view. Usually you issue an open challenge, and my name is Dana Brooke, and I accept. Then Ronda fucking kills her um, <laughs> and kicks her square in the gut, start punching her in the, in the stomach and all that, slaps a ref. Uh, and she said, y'all folks need to pay 60 bucks to see an arm bar. Apparently, Ronda doesn't know the network is nine ninety nine with the first month free trial. And they push that Ronda has gone rogue. Um, I actually like Dana Brooks' promo here. She said, I have nothing to lose. Really, she don't. <laughs> at, at this rate. I, I'm sorry. Like, I thought she was going to the Lions Den. I thought she was going to the Lions Den with, uh, against Ronda Rousey. She she could lose her life. <laughs> like, you know, uh, you know, the rules are different, so it ain't just I'll beat you down and then, you know, you go to the, the trainer. Oh, yeah, because when you like, mess with Ronda, it's Ronda a shoot, Rousey's right? a shooter, so she can yeah. kill her. She can, uh, Right, so it, it's a shoot when you mess with Ronda, right? It's real. Right, right. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, th- I'm not feeling this this shoot shit at all. Like this um, whole thing, because eventually the rest of the car has to happen, and then they have to go back to the fake it, stuff. It, it it opens them up. All it opens them up to all kinds of like uh, problems with getting their fan base to actually like buy into all the things you just mentioned, and also um, like the it's for them to actually take what they're the shit they're doing seriously, like. If this were real, like, okay, Let, let's just go ahead and do it. If this were real fucking life, all right, uh, like, it, it's, I'm not even going to the, if this was real fucking life, was was fake and was real, but my, um, because that, that's just exhausting, but, like, they have done so much wacky shit around this thing, around this, in convoluted storytelling where, uh, Becky wins the Royal Rumble. Wait, no, she's too hurt, so she can't actually get her. T- so they don't want her to have a t- the title shot because she actually can't um, uh, be in the match because she won't be able to put up a good fight. So they put it. They bring in Charlotte. Then, then Ronda gets upset and she drops the title because they won't put in Becky. So then they make the match between Becky and, and Charlotte for the belt. And then, but but then Becky has to sign a whole harmless agreement, which is like, okay, so let's backtrack. Why the fuck didn't you bring up a, a whole harmless contract after she won the fucking rumble for a match that was happening, you know, a month after uh, this one match, like it's there's all just, types of just fucking, like, oh, pot, you think plot about holes like, everywhere. Wanna... Yeah. Plot holes everywhere. Right. So you have all that wacky shit that is happening in this convoluted storyline. Then you throw in that Ron is talking about how now, now it's all fake and she's a real fighter and these and these women are, it's are like they're hitting fighters. The, they're hitting the reset and, button and on this shit like every week. But she but she's a te- but meanwhile while all that convoluted wacky unbelievable stuff is happening, she's trying to tell you that it that she's real and but that's fine, Rhonda. You are a real legitimate, tough, badass woman. A person, period. But you're attached to this shit, and this is shit you gotta fight. So when you come out here trying to tell us it's real and I'm real, and you need to pay more attention to me because I'm real, I'm actually whoop these women ass, and you and but you're attached to all of this foolishness. I don't know who's gonna buy into this or actually be more intrigued as opposed to her turned off. I'm sure there are some people. I would love to hear from them, but I'm yet to hear anyone talk about like uh, once they threw on the 
they they fuck this all up and then throw on the the Ronda part about you know I'm real and this and wrestling's fake. I've yet to see anyone come on to the side of you know what this actually intrigues me. Everyone's kind of like, well, they fucked this one up or they oh my god, I can't believe up. they're doing it. This is a Titanic like scraping all up against the iceberg. Like I don't give a fuck what they do from this point on. Like I'm. Like, I, I literally don't give a fuck about this feud anymore. Like, it's like kick rocks. Like, I don't like, like don't main event. Like, don't do none of that shit. Just, just put it on the show. Like, because y'all clearly like can't be trusted. And this shit has been like a, 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 a literal, like downhill avalanche of just how bad it's gotten every week. Like you think about where we thought we were after Royal Rumble, where we had, then we come yeah, on this Seth very Rollins. program and, and fucking gush the day after the Royal Rumble. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, we were like, wow, we have Seth Rollins, a person that um, no one does, no one really dislikes Seth Rollins. I mean, obviously, uh, people that might, you know, the Hill Run or whatever else, I like myself, some of our feelings about that because he was such a chicken shit. Like, but aside from those, that few people, like, everybody, oh, more he's a good enough Seth wrestler, Rollins. yeah. And, and you know, and he's one of the and he's one of the better wrestlers on the main roster, maybe or one of the elite wrestlers on the main roster. Then you throw in um, like the Becky thing or whatever. So you're like, wow, we have like some newer, fresh like faces for what's going to happen in these title matches at WrestleMania. Like, yeah, they're still Brock or whatever else, but different match than like these other downers that we've had over the last few years involving Brock Lesnar, really, or, or matches we think are going to up the snuff so yeah you have a lot of positivity and then like they i mean uh, you know some of the stuff is seth being injured or whatever else but like it just felt like they were doing nothing with him and then like this week after they got done you know re- re- redoing the shield like it's kind of revitalized and see like okay that's nice but meanwhile they've kept doing this becky ronda charlotte thing and it is just in a fucking downward spiral and like i like I still want to see the match, but it's like, dude, it's not. It's it's like it's just another match at this point because like they they fucked up so much. It just feels like another match as opposed to like this was the hottest thing like they had done or they had gotten themselves or lucked into in a long ass time. And and that just feels like it went all from right. Like- well, I see, I see, I see Batista and Triple H. They look like, like just because they're just trying to be, they're just being really simple and straightforward. That feels cooler. Uh, they lucked into this Kofi Kingston thing, right? And that feels so much hard, hotter than where we are with this. It's like, wow, I can't believe this. After Becky Lynch has done all of this stuff being cool, like he turned her into a fucking gimp uh, for months on end. Charlotte, she hasn't won a match on pay-per-view since SummerSlam. <laughs> I'm sure. Or she has a pin some pin or submitted someone on, on pay-per-view to SummerSlam. She hasn't won a fucking match. Uh, and, on TV and now Ronda's dumb and has to resort to exposing the business for any type of like reaction. Yeah, like she's out here like doing this weird this, this weird thing where she's like basically like turning herself off to everybody. And like if she wants to be healed, fine, that's cool, whatever. Um, she's gonna get booed anyway. But like she she's full on full Russo. And then like to finish my point about the Charlotte thing, like Charlotte along with like not winning um match pe- pe- big matches at all. Like she hasn't even won a fucking match on TV or pay per view since like November. So it's like great, a gimp, a loser, and Vince Russo, fantastic. Sign me up. Where do I, like where do I go to, to to go witness the history of of this? Like they they <laughs> they, like, they fuck the money. Like this this is this is really like yo. They have what uh, how many episodes of uh, three more episodes? I say they got of, three uh, more television? episodes. Yeah, 
they better I don't know. I don't know how you even fix this. How do you even put a bow tie on this? Like like this is like this is a kind of like such a bad storytelling. If this was like a comic book or if this was a movie, there was you'd be like, oh my God, this is awful. This is going off the rails. And then all of a sudden somebody they they, they zoom in on somebody waking up from a bad dream and it was just a dream sequence. Every all the bad storytelling was just a dream sequence. We just start over a fresh slate. Like, can we just like get a can we just have like Vince wake up? Like at, at raw eight o'clock, he wakes up in bed and like, oh, I, I had a bad dream that we I booked some terrible shit. Like <laughs> this has just been a disaster. Yeah, man. Like they, oh man, I don't know how this is any better than like Vince Russo shit in WCW, like where they're literally telling you someone's not following the script and and they're insinuating that Ronda's gone rogue and all this other stuff, and it's just no one believes it. Like it's. Pure so, crap. Who would be the powers that be? I mean, I guess the whole McMahon family. Oh, God. Um, so they ran back to Triple H and Batista video package. Alistair Black was out, so it was time to rise the fuck up. Uh, he, Michael Cole described him as dark, quiet, and brooding. So he, did, he didn't say moody yeah. this time. So we got Blackish Favors, Gable, and Rude. Renee and Corey were just contradicting what's happening in WWE. Uh, Graves said that they don't do rematches. Renee is saying nothing is handing out. Meanwhile, people are getting switched in and out of title matches. Uh, like, this man's playing fire pro wrestling and shit. Like, like them two are just awful. They like, it, like it's not even Cole right now. It's just them two just need to be literally grabbed off comment, commentary by the orderlies that never return. Um, it's not, a bad show. Yeah, nice exhibition for Black and Ricochet. Crowd really wasn't alive during it. Uh, and then Rick, the revival attacked Blackishay after the match. So, um, these guys are all still linked. Seems like a tag team clusterfuck on deck. And they were left laying for the first time. Yeah, so, and they're left laying after not being successful the night before winning titles. After that, we got a video package with Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and Natty visiting kids with cancer. After that, uh, Alexa, she announced herself as the host of WrestleMania. Uh, crowd started a mild yes chant. We ain't got to see her in a match. That's a win. And uh, I guess the whole thing with Alexa, there was this whole deal where she came out and denied that she was injured. Well, it don't sound like it because I don't hear about her doing any house shows either, James. So, yeah, I mean, I I don't know if she gets, you know, healthy or whatever else because um, she's not necessarily. Oh, wait a second. Wasn't she was she like penciled in to get squashed by uh, Ronda like two or three weeks ago and then uh, or like the night after Elimination Chamber? And then they changed it up because they wanted Ronda to go longer, so and they didn't trust her to have a match uh, yeah. at length. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, has she got interest since then? Who knows? Ugh. Okay. Um. So Braun, uh, they were interviewing him about last week. He had a new get these hands shirt on, kind of hard. Would help if he was um, still doing something hot on the show, but unfortunately he's not. Uh, Braun said that dude better stay away from me, meaning Colin Jost. And he said he liked jacking him up by his neck. A nerd walked up and said that Braun's car was here. Strowman looked confused. They went to break. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
some dude walks up from behind Strowman and then says, "Your car's here." And he turns, he turns over his shoulder and says, "What car?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the car, and then they go black. They go to commercial break on that, like the intrigue yeah. of like a Braun Strowman finding out about a car. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, so don't uh, change that dial. Don't yeah. change that dial. So the car comes from SNL, Colin Jost in particular, the geek last week. Uh, Jost makes a joke about Strowman getting screwed out of all his title matches on the card. Uh, Strowman calls it real cute. Then he fucking rips the door off, and it's a fucking Street Fighter bonus round as Braun Strowman self-destructs yeah. his car with his bare hands. Um, and then Strowman basically runs up and kills the car. And seconds later, um, to my Twitter's blowing up. <laughs> With pictures of Braun Strowman, like a like a toy version, where it looks like the exact Camaro. Was that a Camaro that he destroyed? I th- no, I think that's what it, it looked like. It anyway, I guess it's the same exact car on the toy. So I'm like, man, Vince McMahon just spending money on stupid shit out here. <laughs> Look, that man trying to spend money to make money out there. Uh, <laughs> oh my god so uh well look look at x you see the amount of money he spent on the xfl yes xfl too so yeah he is spending money to make money yeah uh, now we'll see about that make money part but but yeah he's damn sure spending money yeah bro we gotta find like us a vince mcmahon like to to invest and just tell him it's a good idea and, and or you know what we actually need to find we need to find somebody else and then tell Vince that somebody else is thinking about dropping the money, and then he'll just double it, and then we win. But um, I missed the Elias segment. My um, thing was acting up, but No Way Jose came out there. Yeah, he um, he came out there. Elias came out there and basically said that uh, you know, he is from Pittsburgh. Then pointed out that like um, he is uh, he's better than the average pitch about how no he's talking about I defied he basically said I defied the odds by becoming a star by being from Pittsburgh uh, so the crowd booed Damn. and then he I think he said one other thing and then and then you know it happened gotcha and then no way Jose came out there with that hair right yes that was it happening yes yeah so um I, I think no way Jose came out there and got his ass beat still didn't see all this part but um oh yeah he got that ass whooped okay that, that ass was whooped <laughs> so he like he beat this dude like he came out with he came out you know I think he, he didn't even get like he didn't even get around the first ring post he immediately met that man like at the entrance and whooped that ass and then uh, he whooped some of the he whooped some of the conga lions ass and then and then uh he basically like flexed like who else wants some of Debo and the rest of that conga line was like uh like Red Daddy and was like no no he's like yeah so they uh yeah so they they all backed out and I think I'm pretty sure that was about it or maybe he beat on uh Jose some more I can't even really remember I just know that like um you that's Yes, you get like apparently Elias is like a very big Naomi fan, and like you can't be out here trying to steal swag. Yeah, you get whooped for that. Yeah. Uh, so then Lacey Evans brought her country ass out here in this leather dress and hat. <laughs> Grace calls her statuesque. Um, and I when, when I was looking at her, and I was just like, man, she looks like the woman whose pops was trying to find a father in life, and everybody was saying, "I'm the pappy."
I have no comments for your comments. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even touching that. <laughs> so after that, um, there was a replay of Nia Jackson to Mina's angle. Uh, Sasha and Bayley were nowhere to be found despite winning, and all of a sudden they were in a brawl in the back. I'm no, still... wait, you missed, no, you missed <clears throat> yeah, out on some stuff. I missed out on some, some stuff. Tamina, Tam- yeah, and Nia both walk out. Oh, after... yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I know what, I'm, yeah, I know what it is. So okay. they um, are out there, and then Natty comes out and said that essentially she. Uh, no, no, you missed. A, no. Okay. So. I must have missed uh, all this shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So basically, Lacey Evans walks out, and then she walks does her turn come back to like the announce table and basically it was a, with a, a, a hand fan stunts on Renee. Renee was like, but I've been giving you props. What's going on? Why were you stunt on me like this? Because she's a so, heel. Right. So then she walks up uh, towards the entrance and out comes Naya and Tamina and they both have a stare down. And then like, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, Lacey like kind of like poses like like she was you know trying to you know show all that all the all the attitude she has or whatever else and Naya like the rolls sass. her eyes blows her yeah rolls her eyes blows her off and walks to the ring like she, it made, made her like the biggest geek of all time damn uh, and then and then they get into into that match with uh, Tamina or not we'll say with uh, Natty coming out. So Natty came out, cut a promo, and she said something about uh, she knows who her real friends are. Senua and Ronda ain't never had her back, uh, as we've been mentioning on this show. She's tired of being bruised as bar- the barber beefcake. Um, and, you know, Ronda's evil now, so you, you, she can't exactly count on her. And then she called on her buddy from the past, the diva of doom, Beth Phoenix. So Beth came out, and Beth is the gun show still, James. Uh, I don't know if you uh, caught yes. that part, but, yeah. Uh, yes. Last- Wow. Yes, and she, and she has a tan on her that would that would have won her the WCC the WCW title in nineteen ninety seven. Unbelievable! Uh, so yeah. it it was it was a lot of swole arms and a lot of blonde hair. So between Natty and uh, Beth, so um, <laughs> they, they came. Uh, it, I, I, don't, I, I don't know why that was so funny. To me, but it was, <laughs> go ahead, sorry. <laughs> So after that, um, Sasha and Bailey were brawling. Uh, I know it was another part. I was still having issues here, but Sasha and Bailey ended up in an angle. Essentially, it's set up like there's three oh. teams involved. I can tell you real quick. Like uh, Natty got her ass whooped real quick. Uh, so then uh, Beth got in there. They whooped her ass, and then they went to the back. So they left. So they left the baby faces laying. The br- especially like Beth, brand new. They whooped her ass twice. Then they go to then they all of a sudden they cut to the back and you see uh, Sasha and Bailey and I and Tamina scrapping out in Gorilla as people are trying to pull them apart. Awesome, flew to the city just to scrap backstage. Unbelievable. Um, so uh, after that, Shoot H comes out in the uh, leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I see the leather jacket, I assume that Shoot H. So, oh my God! Yeah, yeah, not the character, the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it would be kind of hard to fight in that jacket, right? Like it looked kind of restrictive. I don't know. I've never, I've never had a biker jacket. I can't really tell you yeah. how, how that kind of works out for you as far as your ability to to throw fake punches. I don't know because I, I have a leather jacket. Like you know, when I was wearing a couple years ago, and it was like you know, it wasn't exactly restrictive, but his looked like a lot fancier than mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So well, you gotta remember one thing about looking so stiff is like Triple H, like he fakes hold his arms out way, like he's way, you know, wider than he actually right, is. So right. he, that's just, so you just getting it's an illusion. Gotcha. Right. But just it's like the work he is, it's all in it's all an illusion. So so, so it's a work, right? <laughs> yeah. So not, like. Look, think about like those early two thousand Triple H's or, or sorry or late ninety nine Triple H or whatever. That man out here with the arms out wide looking like he's thinking he's wide as Otis. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody's wider than Otis, okay? Well, we see you, bro. Uh, so Batista got cheered as Cole pushed him as disgusting on commentary. Batista came out here dressed like David Ruffin at the Cobra Cabana. <laughs> Batista had twenty dudes in black with him. So, uh, it was, I, I, he was so close to like, like 30 dudes with him, like MC hammer, like, you know, you know, close to all that. So, uh, Batista, uh, he said he had the security here because it wasn't stupid. He learned from two of the dirtiest players in the game. He learned from you and Ric Flair, you meaning triple H said, they're here for my protection. Where's the sledgehammer. You always underestimate me. And Batista wanted triple H to give him what, what he wants. Triple H says, how many times have you quit this company, Dave? How many times have you walked out? Because you're a Hollywood star. Since you're too much of a coward, I'll come tear my way through the guardians of the independent scene and fuck you up, essentially. I thought that was funny. Um, Tell me why when they showed a close-up of, of all them dudes, I looked around, I was like, wait, which one of these dudes is the coffee brother? Damn. Damn. Because they look, they, a lot of them look like coffee brothers. So Batista keeps telling Triple H we're not doing things his way. Uh, Batista left to get away from Triple H, who held him down. Uh, said he's gonna hurt who Triple H loves immediately. I think, oh my God, he's gonna beat up Stephanie or Sean, uh, or maybe in reverse order, like, <laughs> or 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 maybe he does like that 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 valiant baby face in 2017 and threatens that maybe he'll show up uh, at his daughter's. Uh, at the doorstep and his daughters opened the door remember that remember how they had Seth out there doing that foolishness yeah yeah I remember that uh, or he, he it was kind of like that Russell Westbrook deal like I didn't know if he was trying to like crib on that at the same time you know mm, I think I, I don't know if the timeline line, I don't know if the timeline lines up but I think Russell Westbrook's a lot more justified than Batista would be <laughs> I'm just I'm just I gotta put that out there <laughs> So uh, Triple H said he ain't giving him nothing but a beating he deserves. Told Dave to face him like a man. And Batista was like, it burns you up to, to give me what he wants because you're not in control. And this whole thing's a mind fuck at this point. Uh, Batista wants. I loved it though. Batista wanted Triple H to accept at WrestleMania. Then Triple H just accepts the match after just saying he's not going <laughs> to give him anything. There's nothing more awesome than a person completely melting down while saying I'm in control. Like, yes. he's like, you're not in control. I'm in control. Give me what I want. Give me what I want, damn it. And then he just spit his Bruh, the I, That's the next thing I got written in my nose. Batista slobbers all over himself like he's drunk. Uh, and, and then he immediately turns back to a normal person and says, thank yeah. you. That's all I've ever wanted. To end my career on my terms and to end Hunter's career on mine as well. Uh, Triple H said, I love this whole segment. Like, I really, I really like felt, I really felt like Batista, like it was just kind of vain watching two people like actually argue and yell at each other in a way that is believable that when people are angry and mad and argue at each other, I actually argue as opposed to your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, quip, 
you lose, we walk off. As opposed to like it's a it's a fucking debate. It's actually people yelling at each other because they're they want to beat each other up because they're angry angry large sweaty men. Like I or angry large sweaty athletes. Like I love this. It's like it's actually realistic. So Triple H said, "You better dig down deep, Hollywood. When we get to Mania, it's on your terms. But the match will be on mine. Bring whatever, because it ain't no rules." Uh, Triple H said, "There will be no laws." So yes, that Trump <laughs> WWE connection runs deep. No holes barred. Um, so yeah, they're about to have this walk, walking brawl, plunder match. Um, hey, I, it's, it's better than anything else they would have done. If they, you thought, look, you thought they was gonna do, uh, you gonna go out here and, ha- and do a and have a Bret Hart professional wrestling match. You really <laughs> thought they was gonna do that? No, nah, this ain't Bret Hart's wrestling, bro. Okay, um, okay then. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I I thought this was a weaker segment than the one from uh, that originally set up the angle, and it kind of they ran through it kind of fast. They didn't mention anything about Ric Flair, um, barely. No, and, still no help. Still no health update. Yeah, nothing. Still no health update on Ric Flair. I mentioned this on NXT then now forever on Thursday with, with Jeremy. Like, <clears throat> sh- uh, Triple H last week, uh, Charlotte last week. Neither one of them give us an update on Ric Flair. Is he alive? Is he dead? Is he okay? Is he going to be okay? Is he in a coma? Nothing. What happened to this man? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it, and and I thought Batista like was forgetting his lines or something. Like I, <laughs> it was weird. But um, so Kurt Angle was out next. He said, uh, "23 years ago, he left Pittsburgh to win a gold medal. It led him to WWE, where he traveled the world for 20 years, and he's beating them all." Oh, also Triple H and Batista. Whole thing doesn't make sense because um, Batista whooped Triple H's ass in 2005. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. And we all have to forget about Triple H's WrestleMania opponents that he wrestles multiple times. <laughs> so yeah, he's never been. He's never been Batista. But Triple H ain't the one that wants to match. Batista does. Yes, and I think the thing is he's driven, driven to put in standing because he wants to retire. And I, I think it's like it's like I feel like it's working off of the same shit with like oh you gotta look you gotta look at the backstage stuff or the off screen stuff to actually like put it all together to make it also, work. And it's like so you got to make like inf- inferences or whatever. There's or there's like, a lot of this going on right now. Like I feel yeah, like Russo yeah. is silently back out here. Yeah. If you're not reading the internet, it's real hard to, to figure out the other half of the story they're talking about. Yeah, because think about it. Like the last. The first time we saw Batista in like you know, roughly forty years was uh, SmackDown one thousand, and he cuts that big ass babyface promo in DC in his hometown about like I was you know we actually covered on this show and I, I, I was one of the best promos of the year if not the best one and um, anyone aside from like Daniel Bryan's return from um, return from uh, the concussion and like Roman's retirement or not retirement but, like I need to leave to go handle this and fight for my life to come back so. Um, anything that didn't involve like you know health, like this was, that was the best promo last year. And then he goes out there and says, like, I was a kid from DC in this city, lived in crime, and I made it, and dreams have come true, and this and that thing. And then talks about Ric Flair, talks about Randy Orton, about he's a prodigy, and Ric Flair is the best, and and uh, and Triple H is the greatest. He's done everything in this sport except beat me. And then he turns around and gives that that man sweet dead in the face, like let's run it. And then they never address it because reasons and then they just turn him heel because it's just Batista's time to turn heel because he wants to be a heel even though the crowd's cheering for him even though he like laid out Ric Flair on the 70th birthday like he's still getting cheered like ain't nobody trying to boo no no ain't nobody trying to cheer for no uh for no wrestling triple h anymore no shoot h you know um so triple h said the ass kicker is back the ass kicker yes the game is back (laughs) 
Look at yeah. your old ass down somewhere, man. How many more triple? How many more WrestleManias does Triple H have? Jesus Christ! Just when you think they're out of opponents for him, <laughs> they've been out of. They're bringing back Batista. Run it! Run it back! But, um, I mean, honestly, if it, you know, it's all it's all about ego and vanity. So, like, you know, he's gonna keep. I'm I'm assuming he's gonna keep uh, wrestling until like he can't. He can no longer. What is the over like, and under? He can no longer like fight. He can fight Father Time as far as like the f- cosmetically, uh, whatever else. So like until he stops looking like that, I think he's, like, gonna, he's always gonna. I think he's gonna try to stick around to WrestleMania forty, and then lay it it's down. Man, his first WrestleMania is what WrestleMania twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Likes. <laughs> so uh let me know uh y'all if y'all listening in when do you think triple h will stop wrestling at wrestlemania so um uh kurt angle back to I, him let's put it this way uh, real quick i was put this way i think they'll be done with their fox deal by the time he's done damn uh you know triple h has he can get two contracts one is a wrestler and one is an executive so smart you know um Kurt Angle wanted to save an announcement for tonight. He said he's going to compete in his farewell match at WrestleMania. Speaking of somebody getting the fuck on, um, he wanted to thank everyone in the locker room, the fans, and he teared up. He said he had the time of his life. Big thank you, Kurt Chance. He said, it's only right I have one match here in my hometown. It's on the WrestleMania. Then Apollo Crews' music uh, hit. So Apollo was in the match with Angle, bumping all over for him. And this is how a young guy makes an old guy look good. Uh, Angle won in a short but entertaining match. Reigns came out uh, without a big pop after to, for the main event segment. And then Drew McIntyre attacked Reigns out of nowhere. Reigns fought back briefly, and then he got destroyed with a Claymore kick. And then McIntyre was talking all the shit and said, come on, fight me, Roman. And Claymore him into the ring post. Uh, the, the nerds came out, and they, and they checked on Roman. Then Rollins came out, and Roman was staggering around. I was like, oh, my God, they're milking this shit. And Reigns told Rollins that he just has a little headache, but he's going to take care of it in the back. Rollins and Ambrose uh, try to get Reigns checked. Ambrose is pissed. Uh, Ambrose walks up on Shoot H, uh, which I don't know if Shoot H has the booking power. Well, yes, Shoot H does have the booking power because he decided the stipulation. Um, no, no. Remember, I want to say this was right after Seth won the Royal Rumble. Ambrose walked up on um, on Triple H before. It was like, I want a match. And then Triple H was like, I'll take that under advisement. And then uh, Ambrose got in that man's face and said... Do you gotta go talk to your stepdaddy about about uh, about running matches? So no, he doesn't have the authority. Remember Triple H. Remember he did the whole you know the 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 the, the classic myth or myth. My God, the classic meme of Ambrose with the mic uh, yeah. doing the the shrug the shrug shoulders. He's like, I'm going off book. I'm I, I'm almost out this bitch. I yes. do what I want. I do what I want. Like, have we reached Dillagav Dean Ambrose level? I mean. I, I mean, at this point now, it's RIP. It, it <laughs> might be over. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, I'm just thinking. Like, may, I mean, I, I'm still not sure necessarily if Triple H does have the authority to do this or that. I mean, it does actually go out and talk to his step daddy. Yeah. Uh, so he wanted to oh, fight. Sorry, daddy in law. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew what you meant. So uh, 
he wanted to fight Drew tonight. Right now, no DQ, falls count anywhere. And it was like Dean Ambrose was signing his death certificate uh, here, trying to fuck yes. with that dude McIntyre because he's not he's not for play. So Think Dean, how many times Dean Ambrose er, has gotten his ass whooped by Drew McIntyre like recently, and then he wants a he wants a no rules match. Another one. You know how many you know you know how many ways he can whoop your ass now. <laughs> <laughs> unlimited ways uh, he'd be like yes. look you remember um uh the uh the rock promo where he was like in the book of rock and austin you know uh there are unlimited chapters like <laughs> and i'm gonna whoop your ass essentially that that's like like mcintyre out here with these unlimited chapters of ass whoopings on dean ambrose so uh drew cut a promo he did that knee thing i finally saw what you were talking about he wanted to know if ambrose is gonna take the woman like a man or cower like his brother McIntyre fucks this man up this whole match, bro. Like he's a savage. He stabbed him with a pencil. He threw him into the to the board, essentially the LED board. Uh, Ambrose got this main event to do a job, and this was like this felt like a fucking write off. So the the finish came when uh, he broke the railing around Dean's head with a claymore kick. This was a super heat up spot for McIntyre. Cole calls him the most dangerous man in WWE. He stood on that table and looked like a fucking movie villain. Uh, and then he claymored this fucker again, uh, and the screen went black. I hope Dean never shows his face again after that ass whooping. Like he has to change schools after this. Like he he can't come back. Like he mauled this dude. Like, <laughs> and it looks like and, it's gonna be McIntyre and Reigns at WrestleMania. And he did it right in front of Renee. Yes, real savage out here. Like it wasn't necessarily like um, overt at all, like in the way that Samoa Joe when he shelved Dean last year, uh, when he's like, you know, not not you know, single. You're out, you're out here it being was the brainer of the it house was understated. now. But but like it was the same implication. Like, bro, they were right in front of her, like just feet in front, and she just like laid out. And she was screaming too on commentary. So yeah, that was Monday Night Raw. Um, up and oh, down show, oh, lots of heat. Uh, lots of heat. Yeah. Like, can you go? Can you go through the segments real quick and tell me like the ones where like the baby faces like at least stood tall, or at least didn't get their ass whipped or lost. Uh, like Angle, Kurt Angle, that was face versus face. Yeah, that was face versus right? face. They, um, I guess you, not, I guess you could say the boss hug connection by fighting off uh, Tamina and Nia to a standstill backstage, but they had just got done laying out Beth and, and um, Natalia. Um, All heat. Seth Rollins stood tall. So, yeah, and, and a promo with Paul Heyman. Yeah, he stood real tall. Um, oh, yeah, and I forgot about the part where he actually beat up uh, um, Benjamin. But, yeah, Benjamin, so that's three. Yeah. Triple H and Batista, that, that's kind of like a wash. That's, it's a promo. Yeah. Um, I think that's that it, it, bro. I think that's it. Three segments and a three-hour show where baby faces weren't embarrassed or beaten. Boy, um, so that's that's the way they see fit to do things in these streets. But um, yeah, that's gonna wrap up Monday Night Raw. We will be back uh, with the SmackDown Live portion. Welcome back. It is time for the SmackDown Live review. James, what we got, man? WWE SmackDown Live, March 12, 2019, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, out comes uh, Mr. McMahon Jr., uh, Shane. <laughs> uh, he enters the ring, and he stands next to the best in the world trophy, and then 
waits for a while until uh, the ring announcer comes over and he introduces him as the best in the world. And then he makes him do it again. And then he brings him to the ring. He chokes him in the corner because he tells him to do it with conviction. Say it like you mean it. Uh, so then he introduced him one more time, hoping that he doesn't get his ass whooped in his uh, brown Oxfords. So uh, he's then finally happy. Uh, so then he tells that guy he got the ring, and then Shane says, uh, "People are asking why he turned on, on the Miz, and quite frankly, he's sick of it. He's tired of all the people in his life, and not just all of us or all the superstars in the back or all of the WWE employees, but everyone asking him what he'll do to get ahead of them in life." Uh, and then he says his entire life, people have been rubbing up against him for promotions and stock options. They have no idea what he does behind the scenes every day. That's because you don't tell us. Um, <laughs> he says that uh, uh, people are always asking him about about things they could do for them. Uh, and he said that stopped Sunday when he beat the holy hell out of Miz in his own hometown. And uh, he says he's not the best in the world because he won a trophy or because he came, uh, became the tag champs. No, he's best world because he was born that way. And from this point forward, he's going to be doing things for himself. So that's why he gave, uh, Miz a best in the world beatdown. Um, he said the sweet part is, uh, the last thing Miz saw was him choking, uh, was watch his dad while he was choking him out. Uh, and he called his day called Mr. Miz, uh, <laughs> a baked potato face, a baked potato face, huh? James, yeah, so uh, then Shane says that uh, him beating the hell out of Miz set up a spark and he's never going to let it go and that uh, he's his boss, so he's going to give him an, a, a uh, an order, not a request, that he gets to beat his ass on the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. <laughs> so, uh... Horrible. I, I... Yeah. <laughs> you think it was horrible? You thought it was a bad promo? No, I'm saying like the match, the the Shaman Man Miz match. I'm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. the match is gonna suck, but whatever. Like, I mean, I I thought it was a good promo. I thought he cut a good promo. Like, right, do I want to see Miz, Do I want to see either one of them wrestle each other? No. Do I ever want to see Shane wrestle in any capacity ever again? No. But it was a good promo, and he came out and he did have some like nice lines on there, especially like when he's out here banging on <laughs> Mr. Miz like that. Does the addition of Shane McMahon sell one ticket at WrestleMania? I mean, sure, his kids sit ringside all the time. Them tickets aren't, aren't sold. I I mean, I don't know. He could buy them. Yeah. Uh, he's money. He's money, me man, right? Yeah, long, long money. Cocaine yeah. Shane. Yeah. So anyway, he walks. He walks out or walks to the back because uh, he's done. And then all of a sudden, Al- Alistair Black comes out. So he comes out. He does his whole entrance pretty much. And then we go to commercial break, and everybody got the jobber entrance. All of them. Ricochet, the Hardy Boys. Uh, uh, I guess uh, the, the League of Nations Part Two with with uh, Rusev Rusev Mora in uh, the bar. So, <clears throat> I mean, uh, best way I can explain this is they. Uh, oh yeah, so Nakamura and and Alistair they start off and they start exchanging strikes. Um, then there's then there's a tag. Uh, we get Ricochet in there. Uh, we get Ricochet in there for a little bit. Then we get Matt in there. Then we get Jeff in there. Jeff, uh, uh, they get the heat on Jeff, and then all of a sudden it breaks out into a um, it breaks out into an eight way 
Um, they're doing a bunch of different stuff. It's actually really, it's actually a good match, but they bring out a bunch of different stuff. And then at the end of it, so by the end of it, all of a sudden, um, the New Day run out and they just beat the holy hell out of everybody and leave everyone laying. Um, they cl- mostly clear out baby faces first and then they um, make an example on all of the hills. They no. clear, and they end up owning the ring and people are chanting for New Day and Kofi and it's a pretty clear sight because they, they have had up to here with this nonsense. The only thing I didn't like is that they played their music at the end. Oh, because it doesn't seem like appropriate. Like, it's too it fucking happy. Like, like it, it's too fucking happy. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's like, hold on, the production, like, the, like this shit was like uh, supposed to be a like kind of impromptu thing. It was a it was a a fuck up essentially, and then the production trucks just on hand, ready to play their music. It, it there's just a disconnect for me there. Well, I mean, isn't it supposed to be a in theory a, a music gig? Just sit back and gorilla and have all the stuff queued up on a computer. But it's like, why they play the music? Like, they weren't going to wait for him to talk or nothing like that. It's like, oh, just the end of the segment. Like, it just looks like fake. Like, like this is something like Cornette would be, would be like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, maybe I'm so accustomed to it that doesn't that I just don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, they do because they do that so often. But yeah. Um, so after that, they cut backstage to uh, the Usos backstage and one of the uh, the Brothers of Destruction's uh like uh like, penthouses bro, they done pass them off <laughs> the then, keys brother usos find all the spots every arena yeah so so they said it's about time he's like they they kind of tip their hats towards uh the new day um and then they say that uh they start running all the other tag teams and say they're not worth their time and um are being on their level and then they just welcome everyone to the uso penitentiary so then orton makes his entrance and then we go to commercial break LOL. We come back. Yeah. So we come back and Orton gets on the mic and he says, uh, there's something that he needs to get off his chest. And at this house that AJ Styles has built, um, is pissing him off because like AJ in 2002 was wrestling for 10 bucks a night in a high school gymnasium, uh, in front of 10 people. Uh, while he was making his WWE in-ring debut 2004, he was shaking hands with his opponents in bingo halls and Orton was the youngest WWE champion ever. In 2005, AJ was down in Florida getting a 10 with Dixie Carter while Ric Flair, while, while, uh, Randy Orton was wrestling Undertaker at WrestleMania. And then he goes on and says in 2006 and 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, uh, and so on. He said he is he was a champion and, and he was building the foundation of, of WWE. And this isn't the house that AJ uh Styles built this but this is the house that Randy Orton built. So now out comes AJ. Yeah, fucking and, right. uh, AJ. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so then uh well I mean he was number two guy for a while for for a good number of years. Um so really Cena, but yeah, yeah, I get what your point is. Um so AJ says, for someone who looks down on the Indies, he sure played close attention to his career. And uh, AJ said he's proud to have come from the Indies. Uh, and he said, in the Indies, they say people like Randy uh, are built for WWE because they couldn't make it in, in the Indies. Not with things like his, uh, like his, like his um, intro pose, and he posed like you know the mocking of the pose, and then he says, and also uh, with a knockoff diamond cutter, which is hilarious because a diamond cutter is like. Look, the lavender cutter was a was like the diamond cutter was like uh ducking from the free throw line in the 80s. Now, like Randy Orton has turned the RKO into like the Zach Levine dunks. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, <laughs> sure, okay. But anyway, um so he's so then Orton asks if he's uh saying face to face man to man that uh 
there's any pals never ripped off anything before before and this does the making the too sweet sign right so then styles points out that uh that rain is surrounded by uh all these all of his indie pals that backstage because they earned the right to be in wwe and uh they didn't go that uh they didn't go to their father to, to, to their father to get themselves a job uh and he says you want to talk about a career well let's talk about it he says uh randy's first year he had stroke he got some stroke from triple h uh and then uh the cunning of uh rick flair and then the, the muscle of batista and and that was all to make sure he didn't fail and then orton um goes on and says that he accomplished more by 24 than anyone in the industry has ever dreamed of accomplishing and then Randy lists off all of his accomplishments like winning the Rumble twice and 13 time champion and main eventing Wrestlemania's uh, and then AJ reminds him the evolution and legacy and, R- and uh, Red RKO and the Wyatt family is saying that it sounds to him like he had a lot of babysitters he never mentioned the authority but you know I, I don't know why but that would have been a good one um, so he said, "Don't get him wrong." He, uh, look, Randy's it, exactly who he says, he, or AJ says, "Don't get, don't don't get it twisted." Like Randy's exactly who he says he is, um, uh, but he's using people and talk to the curve, and that's why he got to jump on him at Fastlane because he's not going to be the next victim. And then Orton says he doesn't get he doesn't get a choice on who's uh, whether or not he's the next victim. And he says because he's the landlord and rents due. You son of a bitch. And <laughs> so then uh, he says, uh, and he said, and make the checkout to the most destructive three letters in sports. Uh, entertainment RKO and then Randy drops the mic and then uh, and walks away but AJ stops him and says uh, if he wants his rent he can come and take it and then points at the Wrestlemania sign and then uh, they and then Orton leaves and uh, and the crowd is kind of like into it so so what do you think about this so I think you have to be reading the internet to know what most of what they were talking about and where are these casual fans so wait, so that this is supposed like to appeal to wait, what? I'm like that. This shit's supposed to be appealing to. I always hear about the quote unquote WWE audience and what people don't understand and all this and all this feels like some insider bullshit. So like for, okay. So if you didn't, let's say you were a quote unquote new fan, if those even exist, let's say you were a fan and like since AJ became got to WWE, what would you not understand from this promo? So when he was talking about your friends ripping stuff off, like with the uh, with the too sweet stuff, like they don't even. Well, uh, okay, well, so Pat, they would know that because the Bullet Club and AJ do it, have done it plenty of times, and then also that uh, when AJ came and saved that fucking um, how many years uh, was ago? that battleground? How many huh? years? How many years ago was that? That's three years ago, James. I, I guess, but I, I'm, I'm assuming that we're talking about, if you follow AJ Styles, you know that he's done the two sweet. You've seen him do the two sweet thing before. You've had to have. Yeah. Now, if you're saying like he doesn't, they don't know that like he ripped that off. I mean, yeah, sure. But I think that's more of a, if you're a wrestling fan, you know, the two sweet came from originally or not originally, but you know, in wrestling anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it felt like a lot of just, just stuff that, if you if you're not in it, like you're gonna be like, oh, I don't know. I mean, look, I I can see I see what you're talking about, but like for me, it's like, look, man, can we cut the bullshit and stop pretending like there's actually casual fans that they actually watch this shit on a consistent basis? Like the the casual fans, the ones that don't watch Raw and SmackDown or highlights of Raw and SmackDown every single week, 
those people are going to watch pay-per-views. And what's going to happen is when they get to the match and they're going to get the video package, that part's not going to be in there. So who gives a shit? But as far as when people that actually watch it, everyone knows what the fuck this, this whole thing was about. So people pop to it. That's how I feel about it. Now, this isn't, um, you know, the Russo thing where we talk about everything is uh, people are, you know, doing the people. I think right now, um, back then anyway, they thought more people followed like the dirt sheets or whatever else you want to call it back then. And far, and I feel like they felt like people were watching or listening and reading that shit in far larger numbers than they actually do. Now, if you're on the internet and you're inter- and you're a wrestling fan, like it's impossible to avoid that stuff. Like you can't follow up any any news on whether that's someone's legitimate injury. But also, like seeing five leaks below on internet rumors of what's going to happen next also, or whatever else that you just happen to run into. Also. Don't, people don't know who the I fuck Dixie, I, I, I don't know who how people know who would know who the fuck Dixie Carter is. <laughs> if you watch the WWE. Well, that's what they thought when AJ first showed up, right? And then he got cheered out of the building in Orlando. And then and then what happened? The rest is history after that. Like he, if he, he had also came out there and got hot, the ricochet he, um he, treatment, he will not have been thrown immediately into a program with uh with AJ. I'm sorry, with uh, Jericho that led to a program with Roman Reigns that led to a program with John Cena back-to-back-to-back to back to back like that. AJ also rebuilt his entire career. It wouldn't career. matter if he was IWGP champion or not. No, it does matter that he was IWGP champion. He, he rebuilt his entire thing by going to Japan. They weren't even interested in him uh, before he went to Japan. All right, back from some technical difficulties. I was saying it does matter, James, because uh, they weren't even interested in him before he went to Japan. So AJ basically rebuilt his whole shit by going to Japan and winning the belt and having all those matches and, and putting himself back on the map by going through the whole indie run with PWG and Ring of Honor and everything like that. When he was coming right, from TNA, but, people wasn't wasn't checked for AJ. AJ Styles right, was doing interviews they, with Wade Keller and shit five years ago. Okay, I get what you're saying. However, there are that there are, and we we had this conversation about this before. AJ had a name by being on TNA for so long, and TNA gets a lot of shit, and rightfully so, because it's some of the worst, some of the absolute zero professional wrestling history. But at one point in time, they had a, mu- a million viewers every single week. Um, and he was on the show at that point in time. Now, um, if you want to compare that to when he was in New Japan and you got to see him, you know, on the net, on the um on New Japan World or whatever else, have at it. But you cannot. But you're never going to be able to convince me that more people that were just wrestling fans in America knew, found out about him, and knew of him from New Japan World than from TNA. You're never going to convince me of that. Never. I disagree. <laughs> and also, look how they went nuts on him. And also, a part of the reason why he they blew up when he showed up was because they were in Orlando, where what show was taped in Orlando all those years. Yeah, TNA, but we already know how people get down on these events. These are flying events. I'm not disagreeing with you about that, but there are people that show up on those shows, and I'm sure a lot of those people that were And it's a Royal Rumble surprise. And it's a Royal Rumble surprise from someone who had never been in the promotion. Okay. If you say so. All I know is uh, I've I see those. We we know we hear what those access numbers sound like, or as far as what people think they sound like. And ain't no damn million million people a year or a, a show. Yeah. Um. So after that, what was next? 
Oh, yeah. So, yikes. After that, <laughs> Oscar versus Sonya Deville. <sighs> just, it's just a, a nothing match. Uh, <laughs> Mandy tries to get involved. She ends up underneath the, the ring skirt. She ends up screwing over her best friend. Oscar puts that uh, puts that Nike across across uh, Sonya's jaw and gets a W. So then um, Sonya and Mandy have a disagreement over what happened in the ordeal, and we don't know what the fallout of it was. It just seemed like Sonya's just still following along with Mandy, and maybe they're building towards eventually. Man, or Sonya like leaves her alone, but we'll see. So Oscar has the belt and still is still nothing is about her, right? No, not at all. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah. So we come back from commercial break and uh, they recap all the stuff that's going on with the Raw Women's Championship and the events that happened at uh, uh name of pay per view, uh, Fast Lane. So, um. Becky's in the ring. She says it feels good to walk down the ramp on her own two feet. As she comes out, she actually comes out with the crutch and throws it to the side and walks out. Um, How nice of them. And she says, yeah. Um, but she says it feels good to walk out on the ramp on her own two feet and that everyone got brave when she was suspended um, and hurt and unsuspended and arrested and then disqualified. Right, And then she shows up right in the biggest match of her career. Um, but she's back on her feet and... Um, she's back into the main event. Uh, she said, but let's not forget that she set this match into motion and that she had to earn her way into the match twice. Uh, she also got, uh, Rhonda so wound up that she, uh, did her bidding for her and she'll repay that little weirdo by taking her title and then ripping her arm off WrestleMania. Um, she says she doesn't care who she has to beat anymore. And that at WrestleMania, she's going to reclaim everything that belongs to her. And um, and everything that they tried to give to everyone else. So out comes Charlotte, and then uh, Charlotte congratulates Becky for finally making it into her main event, and says that she she was uh, going off against spinning and arrested, and uh, she was putting in the work. Um, and her resume speaks for herself. Um, and she, and then she says to Becky, "It's one thing to be hot for six months, but uh, Flair's been hot for four years." Um, and no matter how hard Becky tries to spin it, she got a handout and, uh, Charlotte's never seen someone do so little while taking credit for so much. And that's why she's going to make her and Rhonda relevant again when they make her, when uh, she makes them bow down to the queen. So Becky ends up saying, uh, uh, Becky called her a, I think a plastic face dope or something like that. I can't yeah, remember something, something. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, move on from there, and that was the end of the end of that segment. Like it's just, I didn't like it. <sighs> I feel like they're on TV just to be on TV. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like it. It was like Becky. They they have her acting like the persona that she had took on before she really like got it. It was like more quirky and anything rather than intense, and really like just taking through the everything that's happened and trying to rebuild it. It's like, they're not even doing that. As you mentioned, they're putting them on there just to have them out there. And then Charlotte's like going on this, you know, you've been hot for six years, uh, six months. I've been hot for four years, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's a clear fucking lie. Uh, but she's a heel, whatever. Um, 
And then Charlotte did the thing that kind of like sticks with you. It's like she told the truth. She's like, Becky got a handout in this thing. And it's like, well, how does this build Becky up? Like, I. I'm guessing the logic is the fact that she's uh, Charles hypocrite for like getting handed out a bunch of shit over her career. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's calling it out. So like, you're not supposed to pay attention to the fact she told the truth. Maybe. I mean, otherwise, other if, they, if that's not what they were going for, you know, we talk about how intent matters. Like if that's not what they're going for to make um, you just like not paying no attention to it, then like, you know, you're just like, yikes, you're, you're tearing her down with the truth. And I mean, Whatever, I I'm yeah. I'm this this feud is cooked. Like, <laughs> it's really cooked, am. bro. I can't, I can't believe this. I can't believe we're uh, in a place where it's like, yo, this shit was <laughs> so hot before, and then now it's like, just get it over with. Like, I'd rather just just think about the day after WrestleMania. Yeah. So, um, after that, we get a backstage interview with Daniel Bryan as he's leaving out of uh, the McMahon's family office and. Um, Brian says uh, that the that the questioning or what the discussion was inside that room was actually about Kofi, and he says that he, uh, he thought he uh, Vince deserved to hear some honest feedback, and he says that uh, Mystery Man uh, booked them for a match against Mustafa Ali and Kevin Owens uh, later in the night. I never took Brian for no so, um, snitch, but whatever. <laughs> well, so. Um, uh, Rey Mysterio comes out and we get Rey Mysterio and R-Truth versus Samoa Joe and Andrade. So James, uh, did you know there was a, a United States title match that was advertised uh, for this show between R-Truth and Samoa Joe? Are you serious? Yes, they changed it. So, like, is, Andra- is Andrade and Rey Mysterio Lari season salt where, like, you just put it on everything to make it taste better? <laughs> It just makes everything better. Is that what it is? I guess that's like, what it got to be, like, right? We like, hmm, we don't know, bro. We don't know if this is gonna work. Hey, bro. Hey, uh, bring bring some of that uh, Ren, bring some of that Ren Mysterio and Andrade over here and see if we can make something work. Like, it, I mean, this is a good ass match. Like, uh, Babyface had the early advantage. Truth lifted uh Mysterio. Uh, needs a Hurricane on Andrade. Uh, they set up for six one nine, but Joe uh, makes a blind tag and takes out Mysterio. Um, the heels end up getting the heat on Mysterio. Um, Andrade hits a three amigos on on Ray, and he ends up uh, and then Ray ends up countering into a, a Canadian destroyer. Uh, Vega tried to stop Mysterio from taking uh, from making a hot tag, but Carmella pulls her out of the ring. Um, Truth got the hot tag, ran wild a little bit, and then he hit the five knuckle shuffle on it on Joe. Mysterio hit the 619 on Joe and Andrade. Uh, Ray uh, had Andrade pinned, but then Joe uh, made the save by hitting a senton on both of them. And then um, he goes sort of he goes for a choke, but then um, Ray and then Ray rolled it up and or turned it into a pinning uh, predicament and getting the W. Um, so and he rolls out the ring, and then Joe like glues his mind, so he beats the hell out of, out of Andrade and our truth. Um, oh, it was a good match. Really good match. Yeah. Um, cool. <laughs> no problem with it. it, it it's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, what they're like? Are they setting up a uh, U.S. title cluster? Fuck. Like I don't. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, who knows? I mean, they they, they teased John Cena uh, last week on SmackDown. Um, Archer's doing his moves and shit. I don't know what. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe maybe they're doing a five way and they're throwing Cena in. I don't know. Like or maybe Cena's they would doing. Never do that. I mean, there's a few <laughs> things that Cena could be doing. Who knows though? Yeah, I don't know. I've. It's nothing feel weird that they're using John Cena as a utility player for WrestleMania. They've been doing Doesn't that. Doesn't feel for, weird to you? They've been doing that for a couple years now, James. Yeah, that's true. And they, they did that mixed tag match at 33. Yeah. You know, it could have been John Cena and AJ Styles in the main event, but nah. <laughs> yeah, so. Um. Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali versus uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Uh, I, I just ain't got the heart to go through all this. Like, it, the match was really good when Daniel Bryan was in. The match was really was not worth a damn when um, Rowan was in. Um, so, of course, uh, Rowan, um, at the end, he ends up uh, interfering or not, or jumping in and making the save, and then he ends up making a blind tag and he hits the iron claw and almost stop Ali for the win because he just got back, so we got to pin him. Like, and, I, and then as this happened, I kind of noticed it like, wow. So, like, ever since this kind of alliance or whatever else, and ever since, like, the Kofi Mania thing has started, like, AJ or Daniel Bryan on TV is eating pins left and right, but Rowan, like, isn't getting pinned, but he's getting W's. Yep. Okay. Because they don't give a fuck about the- Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Yeah, so he's an utterly beatable chicken up, shit loser. Yeah, so as Brian and um, Ron go up, the, go up the ramp, out comes Vince. They meet up halfway and exchange looks, and then Vince makes his way to the ring. So um, Vince says that he's here tonight to give us um, and and give Kofi what he wants, an opportunity to compete for WWE Championship or WrestleMania. And he talks to a recap of Kofi's night for Fastlane. Uh, where he gets his ass whooped, um, and it says people need to hear what they, or people hear what they want to hear, and he didn't do anything he uh, didn't say he was going to do. And when he speaks, you better listen because everything he he uh, he does is what he calls a teachable moment. So then the new day music cuts off his next point, and out comes uh, out comes all of them, and they all you know ain't no dancing, they just coming out. Yeah. <laughs> so they get in the ring face to face with Miss McMahon and Big E says uh, they're not in the mood to be taught a damn thing and then Xavier says they're done watching uh, what they say uh, so Big E says they jump through every hoop they uh, do every meeting creep uh, and they never buck the system and uh, threaten to leave and they still get treated like garbage so then uh, he says uh, Kofi's been grinding here for 11 years and deserves better. Vince says Kofi doesn't deserve a damn thing and neither do either one of you or nor the WWE Universe nor himself. Uh, he all created this and he doesn't deserve anything. No one deserves anything. And uh, Big E says this is bigger than, than, than their opinions uh, or Vince's damn ego. Uh, and then Vince says, well, there is nothing bigger than my ego. And the crowd chuckles. So then uh, Xavier says that Vince uh, says nobody deserves uh anything uh, because they've earned it. He said Kofi beat WWE champions when they were champion. He never got title shots. And that's only one of the many reasons why he deserves uh, a match for WWE championship. Big E says that WWE universe uh, has one demand that Kofi was be given the opportunity uh, to compete for that title. Uh, and then McMahon says he wishes that Kofi really did deserve this, even though he just said it's not about deserve motherfucker. So, <laughs> uh, 
he said he's known for a long time that uh that if he were uh worthy oh sorry so then Vince says he's known for a long time that if he were really worthy of a title match it would have happened a long time ago he says he's an impressive athlete and as of late his performances have been incredible in the gauntlet match and in the elimination chamber and he's an extraordinary representative of the product but let's face it one day he'll be in the hall of fame but not by himself the only way he goes in is a part of the new day and and that he's pretty smart too by hooking up with two younger guys to carry the load um uh, to help him get the glory and he says he's got a lot of he's got a lot going for him uh but he's been speaking to daniel bryan who hit it right on the mark he says that uh daniel bryan said he's off awesome but he's a b he's a good b plus player and then uh Zav- so then biggie and xavier get hot and then kofi holds him back and says i, I can handle it myself he says um they don't need to get fi- they don't need to get fired on account of him uh, Kofi says he's not asking for a free handout or a ride. He said, "Look, eleven years out. Uh, he was just a, eleven years ago. He was just a kid with a dream, and that dream damn near uh, that dream's damn near come true. He's traveled the world, traveled, provided for family and his loved ones. He has a blessed life, and he think at some point in those eleven years, he he had proved his worth. But Vince doesn't see he's complaining about anything um, around here. Um, not about how he shows up week in and week out and busts his ass while people are given opportunities." He doesn't complain about that. He doesn't complain about being required to uh, be away from his family, missing weddings and birthdays and never um, seeing his kids trick or treat or that two days ago, his son uh, saw his uh, lost first tooth and he wasn't there to look at his face and see uh, the money he found from the tooth fairy. Uh, He never complains about any of this and he, uh, or that he's never let someone that looked like him compete or compete or uh, contend for the WWE Championship. He's never complained. He's not going to start now. But what he needs right here and right now, face-to-face, man-to-man, is for Vince to tell him what he needs to do <laughs> so that he can uh, get his opportunity. And then the people, he says, people believe in him. So then Vince says... Stop there. This was awesome. This whole thing up to this point is captivating. I was into everything from... Biggie to Xavier to Kofi, this is just hitting real different right now. Yeah. So, um, out comes Orton, and Vince says all he has to do uh, uh, to 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 get to jump to the final hoop is to you know is to beat Orton, and also some more Joe, and also the Bar, and also uh, Eric Rowan. Uh, and he so he says that uh, Kofi has to beat them all in a gauntlet match next week, and he has a match at WrestleMania. So then the um, the heels getting uh, uh, hit the ring, and they all start brawling with the new day, and they um they basically go off air with everyone just brawling in the ring. This was incredible. Um, Kofi reached deep into the bag, and you know he basically said that you don't let people that look like me win or contend for this belt and as you mentioned i'm not gonna steal your thunder but you know this is do or die right now oh oh you want me to, oh yeah so they basically put it on the front of the table and said people like me which is the same fucking line they'd use with triple h and booker t going to wrestlemania 19 where it's like look man you can play like we're the arrow now we're like back then that People knew that was code, and they pretend like it wasn't. Now, with birtherism and everything else, 
Like you can't play that shit no more. You're, you're flat out. You're you're doing all but saying it right. Like this, all the dog whistling in the world. So at this point, now you put that on the table. You can't. You. I hope you know what you're doing. Like when they the same thing when they did the Kofi Mania or did the um, Elimination Chamber thing. Like I hope you know what you're doing. Or sorry, after the Gauntlet match. Like I hope you know what you're doing because this man is so hot right now, and you're adding more fuel on that fire. And like he can't fucking lose now. Yep. Like he fucking losing now. You're fucking idiots. You should be. You should be banned. Or what's what's the, uh, the what's the Jim Cornette online? You should be. You should be boiled in oil and yeah. just and feathers and boiled boil in oil. Skin sold for fat. Like yeah. Like <laughs> you, you're done here. Like you you didn't have to go this route. You fucking went there. So that's on you and your response for whatever backlash you get if you fuck this up. Yeah. So Kofi wins or this whole shit getting shut down. Like, <laughs> like, um, but as far as like, you know, him cutting the money promo, that was it. He's got a hell of a challenge next week. We're going to see. That was more than a money promo. Like how many promos have been better for WrestleMania for the WrestleMania build so far? Like, this is just that, that shit. Like, I felt that like for real. Like what? Ronda, look, what? Like Rhonda and Becky face to face. Uh, um, the Triple H deal last week. What else is there? Is there anything even in the, in the, in the same stratosphere? You no, know, uh, it ain't. It ain't Brock himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, I, I think that's jump, it. It's a jump as that. It's well, like right now, like look, poor, look, poor we, we know what should be going on last. Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. Like poor Seth, but like yo, his like. Seth out here looking like he's fourth from the top right now. Yeah. Or third from the top. Look, anyone want to want, want, want to talk about it? Look, well, I know what challenger uh, for the men's belt is hotter right now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, that was SmackDown. Uh, so, we will be back. Uh, I, th- I think SmackDown's a better show this week. Uh, wouldn't you, James? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, you just look through it. Like, uh, just – Better pro or uh, like better opening promo, better closing uh, promo. Uh, the I mean, this I mean, the promos are just killer on this show. Like the the AJ and, and Orton thing back and forth. Like the matches, they had some good matches on this show too. Like yeah, this was a good show. Like Raw, Raw was up and down, but like it's up and down, but it's like beating you over the head with fucking heat. So yeah, I, for me, it's SmackDown. Yeah. Um and yeah, so that we'll be back with the LeBron James You Bum of the Week as well as the rest of the week. A name caller. What I say? Come here, you say it. Call him a bum. It's <laughs> not a name call. It's uh, right. You bum. You already know what it is. It is time for the LeBron James You Bum of the Week. So we have five nominees, all from Monday Night Raw, and I promise we tried to look at SmackDown, but they minimized. All the mistakes on SmackDown, it looks like. They didn't really leave anyone out to dry. So, without further ado, Shelton Benjamin is a nominee for Bum of the Week. A little bit of the Lil John rule. Uh, you know, don't start no shit, won't be no shit, but, you know, he started some shit. So, <laughs> well, uh, let's do this, right? Saying that he's still assigned to SmackDown, and we're pretty sure he won't be on Raw again anytime soon. We'll say that it's <laughs> SmackDown's one. Correct. Okay, that works. Uh, Dean Ambrose. Uh, 
Lil John rule, and then he got him got beat up in front of his wife. Essentially, uh, <laughs> you feel like we're picking on Dean? How bad this is going, bro? Like I'm gonna feel bad for having a because you know, like me, I think I, I feel like if you uh, have only only know us through this LOP show, you would think that like we hate Seth and Dean, even though like we love Seth and Dean. It was just wish like they could just be. Why are you not better than you've been in the past, or like as good as you've been in the past? Why are you like? doing this week shit yeah this is weak like bro ain't nobody immune like when you start like when you start not being on point i'm gonna get you like 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 it makes me think of it makes me like it's gonna be funny like i i, I kind of hear this hear stuff or whatever or something anything like dude if you don't have any idea how many times i had to argue with like people like finishell about the about the merits and uh, of dean ambrose like you have no idea you have no idea yeah like but here you go with another bum list another another appearance here and it, this one like this was the ass woman for the ages like as far as like what they did to him and you know him not saying a word during uh the the whole time he was just standing next to roman uh he's the only one that didn't get to talk like yeah man uh the world tour rolls on um up next uh i'm, I'm only shocked that he got an entrance that's <laughs> um after that no way jose came out there perpetrated with that hairstyle um got whooped up by elias you know elias been beating a lot of ass lately on the low james i mean he's been been beating up on bums good for him yeah uh clue no wrestling on matches though but good for him yeah uh, after that, we have Finn Balor, who decided to not pay attention to the man he was fighting uh, and lost his championship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our last person, Dana Brooke. All the heart in the world, but the body couldn't couldn't hold up to getting just kicked in the gut and just mauled. And, you know, a little bit of little John rule. She ran up and got done up. So, um, oh, man, this, this is kind of a tough one, man. Like, these she, she are- had- she she walked up on someone that is saying, I'm done playing these fake wrestling games and asked for a fake wrestling match. And she got promptly and she, her proper response was they get real really kicked in the fucking stomach and it walked on. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. There's some there's something like, look, man, like uh it's something like ron is like look all the rest is fake fuck this these people are carnies or whatever else and then it's like nothing to just see like i'm going to try to demonstrate to you that i am not playing with y'all no more and yes. then just beats up on a just on a total geek like it was funny to me do you remember when dana brooke first walked out on her last year and then ronda did that comical ass block where she raised up like that, oh, damn, yeah. that like, like a it, kung fu yes, block, yes, like bro, yes, I was the, dra- the, the Dragon Ball, the Dragon Ball Z anime fighting block, like bro, bro, like this yeah. is like the total I, inverse of that. <laughs> oh man, can, can we get another Dana Brooke and Ronda Rousey segment? Just, just I, 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 I enjoy them. You notice she don't blood on it no more. Why? Because she's not playing no more. She's out here shooting, wrist. <laughs> She's not for play. Oh man, oh, uh, this is tough. Um, Dean Ambrose got his ass whooped, whooped. Oh man, but Dana Brooke, that that 
everybody knew it was bad too when she first came out she looked like she was about to cry while she was cutting the promo she toughed through it i thought she did do a good job <laughs> yeah, with the promo but i'm sorry dana i'm sorry dana like i, I wanted to give the ambrose because of the ass whooping but like the the way dana Brooke just walked out there and then got promptly mauled like it wasn't no bell nothing like just mauled yeah, she didn't get a match. She's got an asshole. I'm not. I'm not even gonna pick Dana. Like Finn Balor. Like that boy, dumb dude. Like at least with Dana, we'd be like, okay, well, he may or may not be leaving. So like they're protecting their best interests by trying to get another guy over at his expense, which like that's what you're supposed to be doing, right? Right. Fine. Right. right. Especially because like you need to get Dana. You need to get Drew McIntyre far away from anything mentioning. Uh, Bobby Lashley or Baron Corbin. He needs to go on a solo and be a badass. He needs to try to rebuild that, right? He needs to fuck some folks up. And he did that on yes. Monday. He fucked Roman right. Reigns up, too. Right. Right. And, like, you know, like, Dana Brooks cannon fodder. I can only, I can only, there's only so much of a bum I can call somebody that goes out there to do, like, they're a jobber and they went out there and did the job. Like, how much of a bum I can call you, right? Can I, how much of a bum can I call you a bum? So, for me, it is Finn Balor because Finn Balor turned his uh, head during the fight. is a top star, is, is a top eight person on that roster. And this was like, why should anyone ever get behind him or root for him again when some shit like this happens? You got distraction finished. You fucking, Whatever, I'm. They have no faith in him. They clearly have no faith in him. So why should I, as a person that watches this show, even though he's one of the better wrestlers on the brand, why, why, so why should they even employ him, James? Why don't they just fire him? I mean, I mean, that's something to consider. But you know, they're hoarding <laughs> talent, so that's not going to happen. Yeah. So man, so. Yeah, so yeah, for me, it's Finn Balor. Yep. So uh, that's, that's good like, enough. That's good enough for me. I, I, I'll, I'm, I'll like, yeah. So Finn Balor, you are the LeBron James, you bum of the week. So, whoo, Finn Balor. On to the wrestler of the week. Five guys here, or five acts, and you know slots. Y'all already know how, how we get down here. Got Seth Rollins for fighting off a man who jumped from from behind, as well as cutting a good promo. We got Randy Orton and AJ Styles in a slot uh, for their promo battle. Don't get it twisted. I I like the stuff they said. I just you know I'm I'm trying to figure out you know who, who's going to be understanding this and and who's not at this point. I get I get what you're saying, but I I, I agree. Like there, but my I just feel like we're like, past this point of like yeah. look, man, the entry level the entry level to get into wrestling and reason why there are no casual fans as you say is like. Entry level to get it is: Do you have, you know, multiple hours of time for you to follow all this shit on a weekly basis? And the answer is most people don't, so that's why people aren't. Gonna, that's why new people aren't coming in. Right. And um, it's kind of like you know, like people talk about, like you know, this rich. Like you're not a person that watches uh fiction or or science fiction in particular. So like people talking about like these Marvel movies or whatever, and, and like Avengers or whatever else, like. Even if you want to get into it, you know, like, look, that's a lot of like groundwork I had to go over and cut. I had to basically more or less do a fucking test to try to catch up and on watching it. Like, so it just passed you by, or I got to catch it up, catch up on my own terms. But I'm not going to catch up and crash course try mm-hmm. to catch up now. So it is what it is. So like, if you don't know what the fucking Crimson Brand Bands of Sidorak are, 
I don't know what to tell you. It's just, it's just some shit that Doctor Strange does. I don't know what to tell you, bro. You just gonna miss out. You just missed out on it. I'm but stuck on that. You one. understand? Like you saw him throw some out at, at, at Thanos and tried to kill him, and it looked cool. So that's the best I can give it to you. So if you're not a person that's like a new person and you're not in on all this in stuff, then like use contest clues and figure it out. Because you see everybody else oohing and on, don't you? <laughs> that's the best I can tell you. Like you, you know. Like uh, in the words of Robert Ory, like you know, if you don't know, you better pick up a newspaper or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I ain't got time to explain everything to you. Yep. Um. Uh, so we got the next lot: Triple H and Batista, uh, for their Triple H's, uh, excuse me, Batista's slobbery promo and uh, <laughs> Triple H. Just you know, I'm shoot, in control. you know the you know Give shoot H. Excuse me, not Triple H. This is Shoot H. Do Do you think are, are they going to wear the wrestling gear, or is Triple H is it going to be like the Come as You Are Street Fight gear? Um, like it's got to be the wrestling okay, gear, right? The, you know, Triple H like to dress up for WrestleMania. Was it, it, no, okay, so was it a street? Okay, so was it an unsanctioned match, or was it uh, no holds barred? Fight? No holds barred. Do well, people, wait for no for for no holds barred. Well, I mean, all these are you know roughly the same thing, but. Normally, for no holes barred, don't people normally come in their wrestling attire as opposed to I think so. They yes, are? yeah, I, th- I think so. They screwed up. Like the best thing in the world would have been like the street take fight, Triple H, Triple H, and oh, then again, you know, Triple H is like, look, I don't work out this hard to show up at WrestleMania and Wearing not show off the physique, right. not to show off all, all the way I've, I've staved off and whooped uh, Father Time's ass with again. the help of. With 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 or without the help of certain things, but still, <laughs> um, so maybe that's the reason why he wanted to escape clause on that. But I would it would have been fun to see Tate Fist, uh, tight shirt and jeaned, uh, jeaned and booted uh, Triple H out there. Look, I know I don't know if you've seen it, but Yuji Nagata and Tomohiro Ishii had a match at New Japan Cup, and all it was it. was an old man chop war, and that's what the fuck uh, oh, Triple H and Batista should be, but. They don't. Josh reminded me. Triple H only has one type of match, so and that ain't yeah. it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always it's methodical and too long. Yeah. So I I I, I would be interested to see what the what the uh, over under on the minutes uh, uh this match at WrestleMania would be, and I would be even more interested to take a look at Triple H's cumulative uh time as well as his individual time each year for his match. At WrestleMania. Oh well, I can tell you right now because I looked it up. Um, maybe like a month or so ago, like the shortest match he's had, like since it was a sting WrestleMania. Match, right? Yeah, and it was like eighteen minutes. Yeah. Like so, and Sting was in his mid fifties. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he still had to like, go. Yeah, like and I had all the smoke and mirrors to make sure that it got the eighteen minutes. So like that's short as you ever gonna get with him. Yeah. Um. And then up next, we've got Kofi Kingston slash The New Day for their excellent promo work in the main event segment of SmackDown. And then Drew McIntyre for his absolute demolition of Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. This is really tough. Um, I was marking out for both uh, Drew and The New Day and Kofi uh, in different ways. Uh, mm-hmm. From, you know, Monday and Tuesday, I thought McIntyre laid down like an all-time, like, I am here as a top heel. Uh, I will heat myself up by my fucking self. Like, if y'all ain't gonna help me out, like, I... This, this is rough right here. <laughs> Who you got? Um... Uh, this is tough. 
Um, I'm going to go with Kofi because Kofi right now is picking up some serious slack um, on the main roster side of uh, of the WrestleMania card that the main roster has like let slip. Um, like it ain't necessarily Seth's fault or uh, it's not Seth's fault that he had to get dragged and he got injured and then he got dragged into another shield reunion. So whatever, like we can judge from this point forward. Right. So we off a good page with that, but we were missing that right out there, out there lacking. So, right. Uh, and then like this Becky, this Becky Charlotte Rana thing has just been, you know, we've they, they run, they run the car off the road. Through. Yeah, nothing else I can say about about this shoot hasn't already been said about Afghanistan. It's been bombed out and depleted, right? So, um, <laughs> you got that. So, you, so this like definitely was a, a kick in the ass, make you think like, yeah, man, these old dudes ain't aren't the only people that are just awesome, or the veterans like AJ and um and Orton are just like the guys that are awesome, like the quote unquote, you know, contemporary um, stars, contemporary people. Like contemporary newer acts are still can still keep up. So the new day, like that was one of the like that thing we're gonna look back like five, you know, a year, two, three, four, five, and after the Hall of Fame stuff, or whatever else. Like, you know what? They never they always are made to be goofs, whatever. But you look at these certain times and these points of times where they were allowed to be serious, and they cut money ass money promos, whether it was the battle rap stuff or it was um the lead into WrestleMania last year with the Usos yep. or um or this right there and they had moments so like people will be able to document them whenever they you know people want to like dismiss them as far as like being one of the greatest factions in WWE history. It's a bullshit. Pop up the network, go to YouTube, watch and shut the fuck up. Yeah. And I I'm not I'm not hearing none of this stuff about stale like nothing. Like this is like this is reinvention. This is level no, leveling up like when you, this is all that or no no or like if you say stale you you need to recognize it like it ain't them it's the it's it's just like everything else when it comes to this company it's like it's not it's not the talent it's the booker man yeah so uh kofi kingston in the new day you guys are the wrestler of the week drew mcintyre you were also close like like this might be this might be the closest battle. Um, like I, I'm not gonna split it. Like this is gonna like Kobe deserves to be recognized. New Day deserves to be recognized for this. Uh, so we've got uh, Finn Balor and then the New Day. So congrats to the New Day for being the wrestlers like, of the week. Like if this immediately had led into like um, and you know if you knew for for sure that like we're going to get McIntyre versus Reigns now. Yep. Then uh, I I I could look and be like yeah definitely like. We now have two awesome things that look at for the WrestleMania card, like McIntyre versus Reigns. Like hell, you know, I've been saying like I've been saying a few years. Like I think that's going to be a WrestleMania main event one day. We're going to get that on a you know we we'll get that on a lower scale now, and then um, with a positive reaction, and people are going to boo and cheer who they're supposed to in a Roman Reigns match WrestleMania. We've never had one of those as solo sh- as a solo act ever. I um, wouldn't be sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be don't cautionary. Do be, don't do this. Be cautionary. Don't do this. Okay, fair enough. But don't don't go there. Don't go there, bro. Look, <laughs> I, so, I, look. I, I'm so, gonna wait till the day before I declare whether oh, whether this man about to be 100 percent because I'm hearing stuff on, on these broadcasts. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. All right. So then, like in in the building reports, like you know, they out there. They 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 ready. <sighs> terrible 
So, but anyway, like, but we we would is, think that it would get the right reaction, but they've yeah. done everything right yeah. so far. They're right, doing everything really right. Like, yeah. So it's like, damn, bro. <laughs> all you know, you know, all this means, all this means is fuck them. Like that, that's, 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 that's all this shit means, bro. <laughs> anyway, so and but but ultimately, my thing is like. We don't know where that's headed towards, but like if it were, we'd have a better chance. But like this Kofi thing is setting the motion. Like is res- like we're really in WrestleMania season. Like that was that was made clear last week, and like this helped continue it. And you know this is a late start to like feeling like it's WrestleMania season, but like there have been a lot of good things on like the last few you know the last four shows and um, on uh, Fastlane to make you feel like. You know, there are going to be some, like, regardless of how you feel about the entire card, there's, there's no way there's going to be something on this card. There's going to be nothing on this card that you that you like. I don't care how jaded of a wrestling fan you are. There are going to be uh, not even just one or two things. There are going to be a few things that you were going to like as a wrestling fan. Yep. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up. So we got um, those folks, uh, Kofi and uh, Finn Balor. Uh, make sure you guys are checking out all these shows here on uh, Lords of Pain. Uh, make sure you guys check out All About Elite. The doc says I was on there uh, this uh, past Sunday talking about New Japan uh, with Chad. It's just awesome to, to uh, hear that I've helped with Chad's fandom so much. Um, Kingdom of, of Honor. We got the Global Revolution. We've got Sports and Entertainment is Dead with Samuel Plan. We got the Perfect 10 wrestling show with our boy to implications and also the right side of the pond. Make sure you guys check everyone out there. Uh, besides that, give James and I a listen over, over on the Social Suplex Podcast Network uh, as well as all the other great shows over there. Give us a little taste on the Patreon. Give us a visit. Uh, Patreon.com slash One Nation Radio. Uh, James, you got anything to add before we get up out of here today? Oh, yes. Uh, last Friday, I started a show um, on the Social Plus Network called right. NXT Then Now Forever, where we review um, NXT from that week and also uh, that week's show from five years ago in a retro um, and kind of talk about um, the shows, how it's kind of changed, and also like the players on the chessboard and where they kind of fit now in WWE or and also uh, the wrestling world, um, where they kind of fit then um, now. Who are some so, of the people yeah, that... Um... Who are some of the people that you saw that are all around the world now? Oh, dude, Camacho, right? One half of the IWGP heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, you know, uh, we we talked about Juice already. How you know he's a he's in I in um New Japan. Um, Tanelle Dashwood, uh, who was then Emma, and now how she is um she might be coming coming to free agency soon, so she might be on the lookout between uh, Ring Honor and. Uh, AEW, maybe she becomes back to WWE. Who knows? So, um, so that's also an interesting discuss. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of what the show's about. You know, it's talking about like some of the good, bad, and ugly of what was going on on uh, the show five on NXT five years ago. How people have improved, how they haven't, how you know, whatever else. But 
it's a fun discussion and we wrapped do it pretty shortly. Like after we did an initial episode with you, I kind of revamped it and like I'm not running through all these all these uh mat move sets and, and match uh and, like match layouts. <laughs> I'm basically giving you like the simple and short and sweet and then we just get to discuss and talk about the fun stuff. For sure, man. Uh make sure y'all check that out. So um we are gonna roll up out of here. We will catch y'all next week. Peace. Sorry, Chad. <laughs>